no longer greatness has arrived welcome to episode 336 of the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i'm your host joseph aka mr badbit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the greatest the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course this week we are talking about the playstation cloud streaming arriving square enix not understanding how expectations work red dead redemption is back and not in the way joe wants it's sony's first party delays the reason behind the lackluster showcase and so much more as we do it live each and every wednesday night over at youtube.com at ps trophy room every 8 p.m eastern standard time or on your podcast feed each and every thursday so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Tired, but great. Yeah? Same. Yeah. I'm sweaty, but c- great. Yeah, I was back in the city uh, last Saturday. Uh, went to Play NYC, which is mm. a local like indie game thing, so saw a lot of really cool things there. Yeah. But again, like I said in the pre-show, I'm tired. My social <laughs> battery is real low. <laughs> yeah, because last... so. Last last week, right? You 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 recorded. I filmed the, the showcase, the indie yep, showcase, which was in this was was in the city. This weekend, you went to play NYC, saw a whole bunch. Which of cool. was in the city, which is a two hour trip for me, everybody. Oh, each way. Yes. <laughs> so it's not like a a quick little you Mm-mm. know trot into the city. No, 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 no. Forty five minute car ride, hour and a half train. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, oof, it's right. So yeah, no, you do deserve like a nice weekend <laughs> off where you're just playing Final Fantasy yeah. 16 and no one yeah. is bugging you. No, you know? no, no, no. No, this well, Saturday, this Saturday, I get to see um, uh, Catherine, our friend Catherine. Oh, hot damn. it's her birthday, so I'm gonna oh, go oh. celebrate her birthday with her. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Catherine! I love you so yeah. very much. Yeah. Um, I want to just start off just being very thankful for this community. If I may, um, you know, over the weekend, uh, I got some less than stellar news about the good old pup Marty. Um, and uh, everybody has been very supportive as, you know, the bad bit family has been kind of hunkered down in our feelings as we think about the next steps for the puppers. It seems like we're at a crossroads right now. And hopefully next week um, I could get good news about my dog but it's been um it's been a rough couple of days i'm not gonna lie to you but honestly to see everybody's well wishes um honestly i'm just so in- incredibly grateful for everyone thank you all so very much so that said kyle i i don't want to be a buzzkill or a bummer any longer okay, okay. i want to start off this question with an offensive question from none other than Captain Logan over at the Xbox Expansion Pass, the greatest Xbox podcast with the solo host Captain Logan there ever was. He asks, what kind of news have you heard about Aloy being in the next Pokemon update? Now, Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No. There was, okay, so apparently there was a Pokemon Direct. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything other than it was very lackluster. But apparently there is a new Pokemon that looks straight up like the the robot giraffe in uh, the long necks. Oh, in, in okay, yes, yes, I did see that. Yeah. In addition to uh, uh, the Pokemon trading card game game uh, from Game Boy coming out finally, so I'm excited for excited <laughs> for about that. But yeah, I saw the tall neck. How yeah. dare they? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's like the audacity because it really does feel like you know 
a game freak walked over to like gorilla it was just like hey can we can we borrow your homework like and gorilla's yeah, like they, sure they, just don't make it look like us and then they drop the pencil and then as they lean over to pick it up they're just like looking <laughs> over over gorilla's shoulder right next door like uh, uh, oh, oh yeah okay. that's really great inspiration <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll know we'll know if there's like a uh 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 uh, 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 what was the Pokemon Totodile? If there's another evolution of Totodile and it's just a snap maw, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, we'll we'll know if they just keep adding more of the robot dinosaurs. Well, you know machines. what? Like, the, like there was probably like some fanboy out there going, "Well, actually, if you think really hard enough, uh, it's Gorilla that copied all of the 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 little Pokemon." Yeah, well, you know? Sure. <laughs> no, they copied dinosaurs <laughs> not pokemon real yeah. dinosaurs yeah that's true <laughs> that being said though um yeah I, i'm i'm my heart breaks for you pokemon fans i hope you guys get a win eventually seems like y'all are hurting hurting you're not there. excited for that uh that detective pikachu game i don't think so <sighs> who's honestly excited for the detective pikachu pikachu 2 I thought it was a big deal. Uh, apparently, I've been, I'm being proven wrong every single time I bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people loved the first one, so mm -mm, mm -mm. I guess not. All and right. you know what? Like real talk, I thought that movie did well. In like your movie never, was great. I, I enjoyed it. I, I like we're never just never gonna get another one. I guess not. That's that's a shame. Pokemon. I mean, I mean Nintendo. They're weird, but also yeah. Yeah. Anyway, nonetheless, listen, we got a lot of PlayStation stuff to talk about. Let's let's leave the Pokemon in the past where it belongs, where it was truly great, the Game Boy, and then that's it. That said, we got a ton of PlayStation news to get through, but before we do, of course, a little bit of housekeeping for you. We got the trophy uh, trophy room store merch is up. Link down in the description for that. And as for our Patreon pitch, since I am suffering an awful migraine, Kyle, you've designated yourself to read all <laughs> the things today. So yeah, take it away, good sir. Oh boy, here here's where I mess up the cadence and the voice. Don't right, expect the voice, this. everybody. Newest Patreon members, Rick Davis, gold member, and Lord Suddy at the gold member level. Premium members, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. Platinum members, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuku Kill 90, Steven Flash, Struples and Bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris, Hybrid 748, Matt Valdez, and Chris the Wizard. And our gold members, Cypher Primus, Dot Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, Red Arrow, Ageless Hermit, Androjo, oh my god, Androzosaur, Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken for Astronaut Senior, Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brett and Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XC, Handbone, JD Dellinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold ET, Tino Six Speed, and Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, Duh. Overlord and Dewani Raksha. Thank you Woo. all so much for supporting us like you do over at patreon.com. Of course, if you want your name read on the show, if you want to listen to literally hundreds at this point of hours of bonus content, make sure you head on over to patreon.com slash at PS Trophy Room. Uh, we are recording this week's top tier 
where Kyle and I go head to head over which who has the best list when it comes to the best PlayStation boss fights yeah. ever. So to pitch, to pitch everyone on the idea, we're each going to draft a team of five. And then we're going to battle and yell at each other for why our team is better. The patrons get to choose which team won. And then every top tier is a new battle, new subject, yeah. so on and so forth. So it's going to be a good time. A new battle. I'm going to destroy Joe in this one. Right oh, are you kidding me? Okay, bud. All righty. No, I think uh, I think we're gonna come at you with some with some haymakers that you 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 don't even yeah. you're not even prepared. To be okay. Honest. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh, in real talk, I got three games. <laughs> <laughs> My memory's not good. I got a pounding migraine. Uh, I think you might beat me here, bud. Let's see. I think I got a list of twenty four. <laughs> Okay, all right. Someone did his homework. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I did my homework. That's going to be embarrassing when I still beat you. That said, <laughs> okay. Patreon's the reason why we look so great, sound so good. So even if it's just a buck, it really does help us out. Keeps the lights on, keeps the show going, and we can be more appreciative. Thank you all so very much. Kyle, it is time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from ZarminaCon over at PS Lifestyle. Zarmina writes, PS5 cloud game streaming beta is live with 4K support. Sony has kicked off PS5 cloud game streaming beta for select PS Plus premium users, complete with 4K support. The company had announced back in June that the feature was still in quote-unquote early stages. Sony has been sending out emails to random PS Plus premium users with a beta invite. Reset error user Arashi Games received one such email and posted a screenshot that shows PS5 game streaming offers a max resolution of 2160p depending on users' internet connection. A number of games, nearly all first party, are already available to stream. Beta participants can try out the following right now. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Fortnite, Fall Guys, Destiny 2, Returnal, Demon's Souls, Death Stranding, Sackboy Big Adventure, Destruction All-Stars, Fall Guys again, <laughs> PS Plus Premium Trials, Demon Slayer, and Resident Evil Village. Do note that the ongoing PS5 system software beta is being run separately. The beta codes PS Plus Premium users are receiving are specifically for cloud streaming preview. A quote-unquote preview tab should appear for participants in the PS Plus Premium section. Sony has yet to say when PS5 streaming will become available to all premium users. Okay, Kyle. So I was a big dumb dumb. I was like, this, like everybody's been making this big hoo hoo like about this. Like mm-hmm. this is like the biggest news ever because apparently PlayStation is beating Xbox to the punch here. Sure. And I was asking folks. I was like, what's the true like, like like why is everybody so excited over this? And um, I was quickly made a fool. I was like, oh, this makes a whole lot of sense. It's the ability to try a game, not commit to it, and and see if you like it. So, for example, right, like if I am curious about, I don't know, uh, Destiny 2, right, instead of me having to wait to download an 80 gig file or for Horizon Zero Dawn's case, I got 90 plus gig file, I could stream the game. See if I like to it, like it, and then if I do, I can hit that download button. That's really, really damn convenient. And to see that it goes up to 4K as well is really awesome. Do you find yourself using this feature much in the future? How do you, as a consumer, 
you know, check out games. Do you think this is going to like change your behavior in any which way? No, (laughs) (laughs) I will probably never use this. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm going to check out a game, I will see if there's a demo available on the store. And and lately I've noticed they have been updating. There has been some decent amount of demos up there for for some games, not all. Um, But I think that's just my go to. And I think I'm I know which games that I'm going to be into regardless Right. So, like, especially if it's like only first party games, or as of right now, like majority of that list of first party stuff, I'm gonna get it regardless. So, um, unless it's something that I've that's completely out of my zone, and and I want to try out, I'd I'd rather listen to what people I trust say about it than stream it. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna change my behavior when it comes to like interacting with games either because usually how i go and i select a game is like for example like final fantasy 16 right i would check out a couple reviews like acg or like skoda Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'd read some previews i'd see if the gameplay kind of piques my interest i usually do my research way in advance so to me i'm very like okay this is the game i want to play but where I think it actually may like change a few things of how I dabble is when I'm suffering, and we all go through this, the rut that is burnout. You know, oh, yeah. we're like, not there's not a game right now speaking to me. Let me try this game. Let me try that game. I think that's where cloud gaming is going to get me in. Where like, oh, here's a game I wouldn't have normally tried, but eh, it's right here. Let me just give it a go. Like, I still have like Killzone Liberation. On my PS5, it's waiting to get platinumed, but I like I, I still don't have the uh, the wherewithal to actually click the button and, and hit play. If that barrier was you know broken to me, where I can play on my PS5 and don't, not have to like worry about downloading anything, um, yeah, that would that would help me a significant bit of like finding a, a game that I'm into that I normally wouldn't play. So I I. I get the alert to it, though it's not for me because I have high download speeds. This is no doubt a really great, you know, uh, update for those of whom that don't have the most stellar internet out there so that they can still experience it, even if it's in like 720p. Yeah. That said, Kyle, we have an update from Insider Gaming's Tom Henderson. How about you take this one away here, sir? Oh, I will in just one second. Okay, he's, oh-oh, Kyle is typing something out. He's doing something for work. We had a question in, uh-huh. in the chat that I want to make sure that they know we'll answer later in the show. Okay, all right, excellent. Yeah, yeah, uh, where's that update? I'm so sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> you got this, no It's coming pressure. right here. Details on PlayStation's yeah, Project Chronos. Cloud streaming for the PS5. Internally named Project Kronos, the new streaming architecture aims to build a robust PS5 streaming experience that will serve as a major step forward in the company's growth in the ever-growing market. It's understood that the development of Kronos began five years ago due to the complexity surrounding the PlayStation 5's SSD. While the SSD is very fast in the PS5, it created a new challenge that made it impossible for Sony to develop the infrastructure needed using current technology on the market functionality latency etc sources said that sony will have a total of 28 data centers across 15 metros for the ps5 cloud streaming rollout with its plans to fully launch the feature in fiscal year 23 from april 2023 to march 2024 
Cloud gaming is on the horizon, Kyle. All the all the cloud gaming. We don't need a console anymore, Kyle. It's all in the cloud. Boo. All this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> why do you why why are you booing this? I like a new console every now and again and again. Why? It, there's no point anymore, Kyle. It's all in the cloud. Everything will be in the cloud. Everything you love in the cloud. I I hate the cloud. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, do you get I, little, I, don't, like, I don't generally hate it. It's just, I don't know. I'm, call me old fashioned. I like my big plastic box yeah. that I no. can insert physical things in. <laughs> I think when we, when we talk about like the cloud gaming stuff, mm-hmm. we have like, like this, I don't know. I think console gamers, we have this kind of like, ugh, no, no, thank you. If it you. ain't broke, don't fix it. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We, I like with this box where it is. I think even when you take a look at what's going on in the cloud space right now, it's not a, a the biggest movement that I think companies like Microsoft would like to see. Yeah. I actually do. I think I like PlayStation's approach here where they are seemingly going more like slow, steady where Xbox, they kind of did this thing where it's like, Hey, let's put just like all these Xbox series X, you know, uh, uh, consoles on server blades and let's just, you know, make cons or or cloud gaming another pillar that we're going to take equally uh, as important as console and PC. And it's just not there yet. And I think that's kind of hindered Xbox series X sales because there's not enough X's out there. So I don't know, man, I, I like this approach and I, I just hope here's what I hope, Kyle, this doesn't suck as much as remote play does right now. It is too much of a headache to get into uh, a remote play, at least to, to set it up. Like it depends on like the Wi-Fi that you're hooked up to and all that stuff. It just it it annoys me. I, I, I go through it every time I'm at work and I'm like, let me sneak something in during a break. And it's just like it just takes forever to hook up to my PS5 and to get playing on anything. Uh, I mm-hmm. want to know what your thoughts are for there. What, what is it that PlayStation has to do to make cloud gaming attractive for Kyle Stevenson? So a man who is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sure. And I don't think it's a PlayStation problem. Yeah. I, I think it's just a infrastructure thing or, yeah. or like make Wi-Fi internet connections faster for everybody, especially for me. Like I know my situation is not the same as everybody else's, but you know, I'm living at home. I have every single person in this house has a phone that's connected yeah. to the Wi-Fi. The TV needs uh, the internet to, to hook up the apps that are running. All Everything is so connected in this household that getting a decent amount of bandwidth to stream a game mm-hmm. or to use it remote play is just not going to happen here for me. Fair. So until outside things that are outside of PlayStation, PlayStation's control can make that appealing to me, then I'm just not even going to worry about it. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest, you know, the biggest hurdle that they have to go through. Yeah. And I don't know what the answer is or when that solution is going to happen. Like I know there's been some, you know, advancements in like the 5g, you know, Mm -hmm. giving us cancer and all that stuff. Uh, Totally not real by the way. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of like signals. <laughs> if you really think about it, there's a lot of beams going in you. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you're also walking through a lot of invisible beams when you exactly. Just so I don't like honestly. <laughs> so it's not just phones; it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know there's I'm been, not a like, doctor. Steps. No, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm not a doctor. Um, yeah. Until those outside things can happen, and the industry not forcing me to go in a mm-hmm. more digital and streaming way, I'd be. I'm gonna be happy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, for me, as someone who does live in a more metro area, this whole idea actually gets me really hyped. Like, I think the thing that gets me into this is a Project Q. Um, you know, it's it's. I've been playing so much of my Steam Deck lately. I love it so much. If I had a device, though, that was just, here's all my PlayStation games. Oh, my God. I'd be in heaven. That's that's generally what I want to play more times than not. We host a PlayStation podcast. So, like, instead of me just playing strictly Baldur's Gate and, like, Sunset Overdrive on my Steam Deck to go over and to play, like, you know, again, like a Killzone Liberation, like, explore the backlog of PlayStation that I've missed, you know, thanks to, like, PlayStation Premium and stuff, that would be really awesome for me. So I think that's where it gets me. If Project Q is more than, hey, this thing hooks up to your PlayStation 5. This thing can, you know, get beamed via or communicate with a, you know, one of these data data centers. That gets me in the door in, in, in streaming, for sure. I don't think of streaming, though, as um, my main way to game. I think of right now cloud gaming as the companion to the main way that I game. So that's that's where I think cloud yeah. streaming sits for me right now. Yeah, and that's totally fair. I just don't like a lot of outlets and people making it seem like it is the only way right. that the future is going to go. I'm fine with it being a, an addition. Just don't oh, sure. make it the whole thing. Yeah, that's your fear because then that locks yeah. you out of gaming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then everything is just going to be <clears> – <throat> if it was in my current situation now and tomorrow I wake up and, you know, streaming is – works or or is the way for everyone to game then i'm going to be very very upset and i'm going to be out of luck because yeah. i won't be able to like sit down and play games in a uh well i'll smooth I'll quell, way yeah i'll quell your fears of like two little antidotes oh i'm not actually like you know super fearful i'm just <laughs> playing that card right now <laughs> yeah oh okay cool well to quell that card's fear i would just say listen the, when when streaming actually starts taking off in about like six to seven years your internet's going to be able to handle that stuff just sure. the way yeah, yeah, yeah. internet infrastructure works. So like, I think that's, that issue is going to be lessened over time. And I do think we, we all, we often go like, this is the future of gaming, whether it's streaming or like VR, it's like, this is mm. where the future is. And no, the future is in like pillars, like VR didn't kill nothing. Streaming isn't killing nothing. PC mm. gaming isn't killing nothing. Mobile gaming is like they're all everybody I think right now is trying to stitch everything together to create one cohesive uh, ecosystem for everybody to to kind of live in. I think that's what we're seeing from Microsoft right now is like, hey, listen, all these all these ways of gaming are valid. We're not here to take anything away from you. We're just here to expand it. And I think that's where the future of gaming's going. So sure. I don't think you got nothing to worry about, bud. Cool. Hell I'll still be buying my plastic cases with actual discs inside for as long as I can. And Square Enix will continue to cry about <laughs> games not hitting expectations. Take it away, good sir. 
Michael Larry over at PS Lifestyle writes, Final Fantasy 16 sales failed to hit Square Enix's high-end expectations. Final Fantasy 16 sold 3 million copies in just a week. However, the acclaimed RPG has not hit Square Enix's highest expectations. As noted by Bloomberg sources, Square Enix president Takahashi Kiryu, Kiryu, sorry Takahashi reportedly said in a post earnings call that Final Fantasy 16's initial sales quote did not meet the high end of the company's expectations end quote Bloomberg also alleged that he blamed quote slow slow oh my god Kyle you got this slow adoption of the PS5 end quote which is unusual since the PS5 is vastly outselling the Xbox Series X and S and is only slightly behind the adoption rate of the PS4 he reportedly noted that the company has plans to boost sales now that more systems are out there this is all a little unexpected since other stories concerning Final Fantasy 16 aside from the company reportedly worrying about pre-order numbers were all positive it was the fastest-selling PS5 exclusive and performed, quote, extremely well, unquote, according to Square Enix. However, sales can still be so solid but under expectations, especially when tied to one single system with the user base of 40 million people, which is what Square implied with its extremely well statement. For comparison, Final Fantasy 15 launched on PS4 and Xbox One in November 2016 and sold 5 million copies in just a few days, a milestone it could hit because of the multi-platform release on two systems. Final Fantasy VII Remake sold over 3.5 million copies in 10 days in April 2020, and while it did just launch on PS4, the PS5... PS4 install base was over 106 million at the time. Square Enix has been notorious for its acclaimed multi-million selling games still coming under expectations. Tomb Raider, Hitman, Sleeping Dogs, Just Cause 4, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Marvel's Avengers, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy are some of the other Square Enix published games that came in under what the publisher expected. Oh, this makes me so angry. I want to yell the C-word under my shirt kyle this question comes from matthew kennedy over on the trophy room discord server of course each and every wednesday we ask you guys for your questions your comments and you guys can leave them over at ps trophy room on twitter or on the trophy room discord server which we hear is hustling it's bustling it's thriving it's huge everybody go in, go in be a part of the greatest community on the internet matthew kennedy from the star writes hey guys been a oh, little I while I was since reading I've written. It. Uh, you know what? I, nah, I'm in. I'm in on it. Okay. Are you uh, in? Okay. <laughs> it's been a while since I've written in. Summer has been busy. Hope both of your summers have been going well. Great times for family and friends. My question is concerning Square Enix and their once again ever growing disappointment in sales numbers. According to PlayStation, I am currently at 97% with 78 hours logged in Final Fantasy 16. It's my current game of the year. I'm infatuated with the story, the lore, the world building, the characters, the drama, you name it. So, with Square Enix never seemingly happy enough, is there is this just their way of crying out buy us so that Sony finally pulls a deal off? I know you guys have talked about this forever, but we are starting to see signs becoming a little more clearer for a Sony slash Square merger, like one we saw of Bungie. Or does Sony just let go? Or sorry, or just. Or does Sony just go all in, question mark? Looking forward to the show, gents. Okay. All right. Let's 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 tackle this piece by piece. Square Enix, never happy. Can, can I start real quick? Please. 
I, I think Square Enix needs to fire their stats guy. <laughs> they need to find, figure out who's making these graphs. Yeah. Who's doing whatever numbers and conversion rates and percentages and get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to tell me that FF15, two systems, mm-hmm. sold five million copies? Mm-hmm. Seven remakes sold three and a half million in 10 days on one system. Uh-huh. But Final Fantasy 16 selling three million in a week mm-hmm. on one system, one system is bad. There's some well, more than there's half. some math that's not connecting. I think it's in their their board's heads. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because like you're right. I mean, Final Fantasy Seven remake three point five million. Still, uh, all these numbers, by the way, these are uh, insane. Are great. <laughs> They're insane. Any game would love to have three point yeah. five million copies of their game sold in a week. But like, yeah. Final Fantasy 16 selling 3 million with less than 40 million uh, PS5s out and when it launched. Makes sense that that number lands and it seems pretty darn good. It's just I feel like one of these things where like companies consistently want to beat their expectations. And I think one of their things is like they're concerned that Final Fantasy, the franchise, is starting to hit a ceiling and I think that concern may be valid. Maybe Final Fantasy is hitting a certain ceiling with folks. That I can understand. But I do want to elaborate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They said it met expectations when back, uh, you know, like a month ago with the who, like, is this the who's the he said, she said of like, did this game actually perform well? They said it met expectations. And what they said here is it didn't meet their high expectations. So Mm. it met their expectations, whether it was low or medium, that's fine. It's still a success because it met the expectation. They just wanted it to exceed it a bit, which I don't blame them. Every company wants to exceed expectations. Exactly. But it goes off to what you said, Kyle. It's like someone's got to fire the bean counters here because obviously – I, it's either that or like some type of arrogance where it's like, no way our games can't be the best games ever yeah. made every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's one of those two or maybe a combination of both. But, you know, I've seen them walk away from people like IOI making Hitman a game that yeah. would go off to sell millions because yeah. it knows what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come back with things like Avengers, which doesn't set the world on fire the way that they want to. And then they walk away from that and then just crystal as a whole. So like, yeah, I don't know, man. So many of these decisions post Takahashi's uh, takeover as, as the new CEO of him. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they just don't make any sense. I don't know Kyle anymore about all roads leading to square. Mm-hmm. Because it does seem like this CEO wants to expand Square Enix and take it in places literally where Square Enix has never either a been before or a resurgence of. So like mm-hmm. you know, getting Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox is probably one of their priorities. Um, you know, that's what I'm I'm thinking is the future of Square is kind of them hopefully like like sort of like a capcom you see a a rebirth uh mm-hmm. for or a renaissance from from capcom but i want to know what you think dude do you think do you think all roads still lead to square do you even want that to happen at this point 
I don't even know anymore. What I love to have, <laughs> what I love have the assurance that I'll be able to play all future Final Fantasy games on PlayStation if yeah. they were purchased. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. But I, at this point, I don't know if the mi- mission statements I think match up between the two. Sure. I I just think the the squares, the lofty expectations, and then like acting on what they think should be higher is just i don't know i just don't like it i don't jive with it no neither do i again i i think i would love love to know (laughs) what their expectations are of ff14 coming xbox yeah are they like oh i we want 15 million subscribers on xbox that's our expectations (laughs) Alex, Phil's like, wait, 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 how much? Hold, you heard hold, me. Please. You heard me. Come on, Phil, make it happen. That's why we're Do doing I this. Get stutter, Phil. If it's five million, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, yeah. I think the, the deals with Xbox, I think one of the, the things that, that we were hearing was Square really wanted reassurance that if they make a game on Xbox, um, that like mm-hmm. Xbox would pay in kind. Right, like the deal sure. had to be really sweet for them. So to me, I don't know if Square's still on the table. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like if they did go out there and purchase Square, similar like Activision, there's just a lot of work that needs to be done, mm-hmm. changing that culture of that company. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really don't like any of these like big massive deals because it's like Agreed. that's a lot of culture changing. That's a lot of fixing. Um, and do we want to waste all our time on fixing? you know, this big conglomerate when we could just go out there, partner with cool teams and fuse them with cash and then, you know, make a franchise or two with them. I think that's always the call yeah. I would like, but yep. that's just me. You know what, Kyle, that I don't like, if I could be completely honest with you? Oh, I, I, I sense a segue, but before we get to the segue, okay, I really hope we don't get another Guardians of the Galaxy situation. Oh. Where that, ga- where that game was like... This is me editorializing here. Yeah. Raked over the coals for how bad it did, quote unquote, like it, it commercially. That game was stellar, and more people yeah. should have played it. Yeah, but like to hold it in the same regards of what uh, a Final Fantasy, maybe uh, pump your brakes a little bit, Square. I, yeah. I, so they need, like I said earlier, they need to figure out who's giving them these numbers of like <laughs> retrain them. <laughs> Do some conversions. I don't know. Yeah. It's messed up. Honestly, what they did with Guardians is a travesty because that game is stellar. It's one of my favorite superhero yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, games and yeah. movies ever. Uh, and what is it? Eidos. Come on. You know? Yep. Let's make yeah. another one. You don't got Square holding your back. Let's do mm-hmm. it, Embracer. That That's said, right. you know what's holding us back, Kyle? That's right. I'll try again. <laughs> what's this, but yeah, let's do it. $50 for what is just simply a port on PS4. That's what's holding me back. <laughs> Chris Scullion over at VGC writes, Take Two CEO says $50 for Red Dead Redemption on Switch and PS4 is, quote, commercially accurate, end quote. Take Two publisher Rockstar Games announced on Monday that Red Dead Redemption, oh, excuse me, Red Dead Redemption will be coming to Switch and PS4 on August 17th with a physical release to follow on October 13th. It was also announced that the game would cost $49.99 
or $39.99 pounds or euros, uh, whatever that is. Euros, <laughs> and we'll also, thank you. And we'll also include the Undead Nightmare DLC. IJN asked Zelnick why the game was given that price point, especially considering that it's already available on Xbox via backwards compatibility at $29.99. After Take-Two EVP of Finance, Hannah Sage print pointed out that the Switch and PS4 versions also included Undead, Undead Nightmare, Zelnick added that Undead Nightmare, quote, was a great standalone game in its own right when it was originally released, so we feel like it's a great bundle for the first time, and certainly a great value for consumers, end quote. Rockstar's announcement on Monday read, quote, Experience the epic Western adventure Red Dead Redemption and its groundbreaking zombie horror companion Undead Nightmare as both games come to the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 for the very first time in a single package. In a new conversion by Double Eleven Studios, the Switch and PS4 versions bring the two classic experiences together again for both new players and original fans to enjoy across modern consoles, including backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 5, end quote. The audacity of this bitch. Are you kidding me? I woke up to this news, Kyle, and I, was I, I saw the image. I'm like, oh, Joe. Oh, I got it. Joe's got to be happy. And then I read it. It's like, uh-oh. Okay, so this is what I did, all right? I woke up, hit the alarm, and because I'm addicted to social media, I checked Twitter, right? And here I am. I see from Nintendo Life, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption comes to the Switch. I'm like... Hell yes. I know that's the the Xbox 360 version probably, right? But I don't care. That then has to mean we're getting a, you know, Red Dead Redemption at 60 frames per second and 4K and updated textures and all that. Some kind of upscale. Uh, Some type of upscale. Nope. (laughs) Oh, do we get multiplayer? Now that's a big ask. I get it. Nope. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. How much is it going to be? It can't be more than like 30 bucks. $50? Let me tell you something. If I remember correctly, back in the day, you could buy Undead Nightmare and Red Dead 1, right? The 360 version mentioned in this article. Back in the day, for about the same price. So, Zelnick, I got a question for you, dude. Are you out of your f***ing mind? (laughs) How does this make any... for For a new player? Sure, for a new player. I guess, but even that's a stretch because this is, at the end of the day, a port of a now 10-plus-year-old game, right? Yeah. So, like, even then, come on, we're stretching it a bit. We Mm -hmm. really are. This is annoying. That said, Katie writes in. So, with the disappointing news that the long-rumored Red Dead Redemption remake slash remaster is, in fact, just going to be a port. This has brought up a question for me and a lot of other people. Considering we are getting so little from Rockstar with Red Dead, were people too quick to judge and too unfair towards Naughty Dog in The Last of Us Part 1? Ooh. Was it needed? No. But did Naughty Dog honor their word when they said it's not going to be half-assed port? It's going to be different? A lot of stuff improved? 100%. Honestly, a lot of hypocrisy floating around. Anyway, much love to you all. Sending all positive vibes both your way, especially Joe. Love you guys. Love you too, Katie. Thank you so much for writing in. This is a great point, Kyle. Yes, it is. Did we treat the Red Dead remake? Sorry, the last was remake too harshly. Is this Take the Thanos meme? 
<laughs> you mean collectively we? Like the yes, media the collective large? we. The collective we. Because I've always been okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it was way too harsh on them. When you see the final product, you may not want it, which is totally fine. When you see the final product of what part one is, you can tell some work went into it, especially yeah. side by side. Me watching this re-reveal of Red Dead Redemption on PS4 and Switch, watching that trailer, it looks like it did. I don't see much of a jump, if anything at all. And uh, for $50, that's, a, that's pretty hefty. That's a steep price tag. I would yeah. even go. I, so I think, yes, where the media and um, the influences out there to outrage. Yes. There's usually on social media when like there's that fake confusion outrage. Like, why does it need to be this price? Question mark, exclamation point, you know, shocked face on the corner of a thumbnail that we get that that type of outrage confuses me. It's like, why does The Last of Us Part 1 even exist? Is there a point? It's like, yes, because they're they're making a show on it and they hope that the show's a hit yeah. so that people go buy this and it looks like something modern. So it doesn't look like mm-hmm. something that is almost 10 years old. So that people More on parody with the Part 2. Exactly. So yeah. people go on to Part 2 and look at what happened. Exactly what we said here. You didn't need to be a scientist to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to get that all. That mm-hmm. said... I still don't think The Last of Us Part 1 remake, uh, even with the graphical overhaul, is worth the $70. I would actually say probably worth the 50 60 Sure, I'll give them 60 But like a full price, even then, for just for what is a graphical overhaul, but you take away the multiplayer component, that is a bummer to me. That doesn't warrant, oh, 70 bucks. I think 50 60 is probably more justified as where this should probably also be about 30 to 40 bucks um i think 40 bucks would probably because like people i think if if you're one of the bean counters there you're like there's prestige behind the the name red dead uh and this franchise so we can get away with 40 and i think that's Mm. why they're charging 50 but 1 million percent yeah it's all about branding at the end of the day, mm-hmm. there's a reason why Nikes are like, you know, a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? It's not because they're the best shoe. It's because people think they're the best shoe because that brand is so powerful. So like to me. Spoken by a true Apple boy. That Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. I get you the updates Watch, three years you later. Get the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I love it because my, my chat bubbles are blue. I'm that dumb. So, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody out there. I'm going to be buying the the new phone next month. Why? Oh, yeah, no, it, it happens I'm not even, I'm not even sure why. Yeah. I just know I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to go see every Marvel movie no matter what. Yeah. Just because it's my thing. That's right. Guardians 3 yeah. is going to make you cry. So oh, it absolutely did. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, it's, so so, it's powerful. What a film. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, it's just it's all about branding, man. That's that's all. That's why they they charge you fifty bucks because we might be upset, but um, most people gonna buy it at fifty. Unfortunately, yeah. I will not be that person. I won't. Gonna wait but, for a sale. Yeah, when it's about twenty five bucks, then that's appropriate. To I could I'll buy it. Maybe not, but I could see maybe the physical go on sale for Black Friday. Maybe just maybe a little discount. Probably, yeah. I would if I was take two. Seeing all this outrage of it, I would. I mean, no, no. it's coming out in what October? Yeah, by October Black Friday. the week before Spider Man. 
Oh God, no chance. <laughs> yeah, then uh, physically, uh, digitally, physically. it's out like next week. It's yeah. weird. So they and they even know what this game is. I mean, what, what even the way like Zelnick talked about it, it's like it was a great like it's like the the person next to him was like, hey, listen, they did sell the DLC as a standalone. Oh, a standalone. So like we could we combined we combined them. Profit. This is good. Good deal. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But right now, I think it's like a hundred thousand dislikes to like thirty-five thousand likes. Like it's pretty mm-hmm. brutal out there. So I think they get the hint. I also think a lot of what they said last year about the Grand Theft Auto uh, remakes, quote it's unquote. The, it's not the same company doing not the same, both, no. right? Mm-mm. Okay. Luckily not. But that was also bullshit. They didn't. No, no. They 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 truly don't care. That said. Eon88 writes in, I love this question. Hi, guys. Hope you're both doing well. I'm doing pretty good. I have a question. Would you rather Rockstar spend the time remastering and re- and improving a great game in Red Dead Redemption or getting GTA 6 done? Now, Zelnick has stressed that you know sometime in 2024 or 2025, they're going to see a massive, massive hit on their hands. Wink, he's winked, winked, nudge, nudge so many times. We know it's GTA 6. What else could it be? <laughs> what else could it be? Now, Eon continues, personally, I would like to see a new game. But at the same time, at least we know Red Dead is great. Love to hear your thoughts. So, Kyle, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this, buddy? Uh, yeah, I would like to see a new game. I, I would like to maybe see what how crazy GTA 6 is and just like be in awe of what rockstar can do yeah but i i feel like this is a more of a question towards you because you are the red dead person Fair. if if they got a if they actually did a last was part one version of red dead redemption would that be more exciting to you yes. than a gta 6 yeah exactly 100%. right yeah yeah but at the same exact time i'm not a fool gta 6 is gonna be like even gta 5 i get we're like we're tired of it because it's been ported so many times but even that game it, it is really good like there's no there's no denying that that story is really great especially at its time it was and that amazing. multiplayer is crazy still exactly so you know at the end of the day i think eon makes a really good point it's like listen as much as we'd love a red dead remaster or remake mm-hmm. I would like to see them do something new. It is akin, again, like this mirrors a lot of like Naughty Dog. It's like, I love the Last of Us Part 1 remake, but like, can we just get the next Last of Us or the next new IP out of you? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, a Last of Us Part 2, you know, remake uh, Mm -hmm. type of treatment because it doesn't need it. It's gorgeous. Just continue the story or complete the story, as I might say, uh, Mm -hmm. with Part 3. You know, just get me the new content. Stop! Stop remaking, remastering everything. I think this yeah. like this industry is addicted to it. But yeah, yeah, great question. That said, Kyle, here's the the major story of the night. There is no segue at this, uh, so just take it away, good sir. <laughs> Michael Leary over at PS Lifestyle writes: Sony financial report hints at first party delays. Sony has a few big games planned for 2023, like Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and Helldivers 2. But according to a recent financial report, it sounds like there were a few more that were planned for 2023 or early 2024, but have been delayed. Uh, 
As spotted by Okami Games, Sony's latest financial report has a section dedicated to the forecast for the rest of the fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2024. While decreased spending and increased sales of DLC and third-party games were listed as positives, the final bullet point lists, quote, impact of changes in the launch dates of a portion of first-party titles, end quote, as a negative. The report doesn't get into specifics, meaning it could be any number of unannounced titles. It also specifies that there's more than one with its use of, quote, launch dates and titles. There are a few possible culprits, too, like the rumored Last of Us Part 2 PS5 upgrade, Horizon Zero Dawn remake, or Fire Sprite's Twisted Metal, which, given the success of The Last of Us, Sony might have wanted to position someone around the Peacock show. It's possible that Stellar Blade might be included in this group. Sony Interactive Entertainment is publishing the title, but it is being developed by Shift Up, a third-party studio. Stellar Blade was announced for 2023, but hasn't gotten a new trailer since September of 22. It seems likely that at least one of the titles is The Last of Us multiplayer game, which notably missed the last PlayStation showcase and was reportedly recently downsized after a disappointed, disappointing assessment from Bungie. Ooh, we. <laughs> All right, we got a ton of questions surrounding this. Um, I do want to like talk about the less than stellar showcase. I'm not here to tell you it was great. I'm not here to tell you it was like the definitive thing. My opinion was it was, was fine. fine, but as a PlayStation show looking for PlayStation things, it was a bummer. Yeah. This news, though, brings a lot of clarity as to, and Kyle, I don't want you to throw a punch at me, because no disrespect to him, why we saw so many indie titles there at mm. the showcase. It does seem like, you know, there was a lot of rumors a week before this show of, like, Tom Henderson coming out, and he's been on the money with most of these rumors and and and, and going, like, we've literally saw things <laughs> that were not in this show. Um. This makes those rumors or those murmurs seem more and more accurate. Mm -hmm. And it's a bummer, but I think personally, I want to know what you think. COVID definitely played a factor here as they're getting back into the workforce. Now, it, you know, it jumps, it jumps from, hey, everybody work from home. That's a huge thing to do during yeah. mid-production of anything, and then going, okay, guys, and send my back to sort of normal, not really, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you'd yeah. like. Um, it's a so lot of adjusting to do There's been a short period of time. Yeah, a lot of adjusting, and a lot of adjusting in strategy and expectations. So do you think that's the case here, Kyle? Or are, are, are you now maybe a little bit more understanding of the last showcase? Because I know you said it was is fine. Uh, first of all, I know where you live, and after the show, I'm going to come and beat you up for that indie comment. Ouch. <laughs> He's got my assassination coordinates, everybody. Run! Uh, no, I know your mailing address. I've mailed you things. It's I know true. exactly where you live. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what was the question? No, does this does this give oh, you... Oh, does it change my yeah. idea of the last showcase? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. I... I, I is it a bummer? Absolutely. That we didn't see things that are probably got moved because they were delayed. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I personally dug the indies that were shown there. I get it. They're not every, everybody's thing. Um, but even the first big PlayStation showcase had a ton of indies in it too. So it's not like it's been, it's not like something new, right? right. Um, 
in the first party stuff that we did see were all CG trailers, especially that. Um, uh, see, oh even you're, you're forgetting the Guardian. The Gu- is it the Guardians one? No, that's that's Haven Concord. Yes, where it was literally just a 20 second thing. We didn't see any whatever that game is. And that's all we got. Like that kind of stuff bums me out more than games missing. Sure. It's like, is that all you're showing us? Really? I'm I'm disappointed by that more than we didn't see a Twisted Metal or, uh, you know, a Horizon remake or whatever surprises Sure. Maybe a Wolverine. Who knows? Yeah. That that the the things that we saw in such a little amount that we saw, and not things that we can actually play, is what bummed me out of it. Yeah, we we really got to see what PlayStation's got. I know we've been harking on it for a while now, but mm-hmm. like even when you take a look at like last year's showcase, like games like you know Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, that game ain't coming out anytime soon now, or so, like, ever. Yeah. Who knows? So, like, we really don't know what the, the, the future really does hold nope. in terms of, like, the far out things. Because um, we know what the, the roadmap is sort of for the next six months. But I would love a clear, hey, here's the ghost thing. Yeah. Here's the Bloodborne thing. We know modders <laughs> gave you 60 FPS. God damn it. What, what's that next holiday game? What's that next summer exactly. game? Like, yeah. what are we what are we doing? Now, that said, M9 Prime writes in, Hello to both you fine hosts. Since Sony has revealed some games got delayed out of 2023 slash early 2024, as well as Devolver Digital also having a delay showcase. Let me just stop you right there, M9. It was amazing. I loved it. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Only three minutes long. And uh, yeah, it was great. They did the whole Nintendo thing at the end where games still coming out 2023. Once that were delayed, so good, and like the announcers, like just taking the piss out of all of it. They even announced new things in there too, yeah. like games getting DLCs. It's like who would have thought? Creating a game where you go from a 3D play to a 2D play, it's harder than it looked. <laughs> Creatively it. and courageously moving to 2024. <laughs> Phenomenal, Devolver. So they don't. Keep- Keep doing what you do. Please stay weird. Anyway, which delayed games are you itching to play the most? Thank you both, Joseph and Kyle, for the amazing job you do every week. Out of all these games here, Kyle. uh, The rumored rumored ones? Delayed. Yeah, rumored. Mm -hmm. Which one? Hmm. Questions, pondering synapses honestly just because it's the newest thing it would be the twisted metal game yeah that i i mean i think we're both surprised that was even announced this year because of the show and and again we just talked about it last one and i'm sorry this fly flying around me is driving me nuts i haven't seen it i haven't seen it all right it's it because it's dark in here and all the lights are here it's just buzzing back and forth so jimmy reincarnated from i want to punch it out of the sky so bad (laughs) um like the last was part two Mm -hmm. upgrade sure i would be down to play i've been itching to play it again but i have it on ps4 sure horizon zero dawn remake i just replayed before for for before forbidden west so that's still new to me but a brand new twisted metal game yes i would love to see what you're doing with twisted metal and how you are modernizing it and and changing what is a ridiculous premise of car combat a Mm -hmm. game that we 
got a little bit of in Destruction All Stars, but it wasn't exactly Rip. what Twisted Metal is. Yeah. Uh, well, you can cloud stream it. <laughs> you can stream it on the uh, new. I think I'm beta. good. <laughs> uh, and like seeing everyone loving the show, yeah. it just seems like a missed opportunity to do what HBO and Last of Us did with Part One. Yeah. I think that I honestly I think that's the biggest miss here in terms of like opportunities that in the last was multiplayer game. But I actually want to see Stellar Blade really bad. And not for the two reasons mm-hmm. why everybody else thinks. All right. <laughs> Please, I'm a man of style, taste, decorum. Those are also reasons why I would I'd like to play this yeah. game. Don't get me wrong. They're in She's the bulleted list. Yeah, they're yeah. they're like again, I'm a man with style and substance. So they're like <laughs> number three-ish on the list sure you know, very yeah. progressive high pace uh, action high pace great action. set pieces great set pieces beautiful lady physics <laughs> i get it um but no honestly stellar blade looks like it kicks ass all jokes yeah. aside i really want to see this game and that's what gets me thinking there's probably a little showcase happening like it happens every year uh, mm. around august september so I think we're going to get updates for like Stellar Blade and Rise of Ronin, but we're Ooh, not yeah. going to. And that's probably another game that's maybe delayed as well is Rise of Ronin. But like, we're not going to see, we're not going to see any of the big first party games there. I don't think. All right. Famous Seamus writes, do you think these games delayed may have been the live service games that Sony or sorry, that PlayStation have been planning on making? Do you think PlayStation saw live service games shutting down in the last few months and decided to make sure these games don't suffer the same fate? Yes. I think that is why you saw Bungie uh, go out and assess everything, which I understand people are like, wow, that gives Bungie a tremendous amount of power. If you really want to read into it like it's a goddamn novella, then sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm a, I, I, I'm a sensible person. Again, number three on the bulletin list. I'm very reasonable. Um, no, it's also I, a main reason, or not a main reason. One of the reasons PlayStation probably bought Bungie. Yeah, is to use their expertise. So it just makes sense. Again, we don't know how to do this. You guys do. Can you show yep. us? Um, so. Yeah, I I definitely think the reason why these games are delayed, not because PlayStation, you know, saw the other games fail is because, again, they weren't on the best track. They want to make sure that these games come out. PlayStation's reputation's riding on these games to hit. If these games don't hit, it's not just a monetary loss, but it's a mindshare loss of like PlayStation means quality to a lot of folks. If one of these games don't hit, it's not the fanboys on on platform X that you got to be worried about. It's actually the the people that actually play games. So that's what PlayStation's really cautious and, and probably apprehensive about. Yeah. Any any other comment on that one, Kyle? Nope. You got yeah. it. You nailed it. Green Gorilla Gamer writes: Does this only matter if you were underwhelmed by the showcase? Since we don't know what the titles are delayed, most people will go unaffected. These games will come out eventually, but for someone to use this as a reason for their disappointment in the showcase seems backhanded to me. That's a good I mean, question. He's not, he's not wrong. No. It does give more validity and more firepower to those that are super vocal of how disappointed they were in that showcase and that is a bummer because i it already sort of died down on my feeds and now it's probably going to be brought back up again sure um and like yeah most people that listen to podcasts that listen to us listen to other people 
that will probably be of note for them. But most of the public don't listen to podcasts and they yeah. just get games when they come out or see an ad for them on during Monday Night Football or, or something like that and be like, oh, that looks cool. Let me go run out and get it. Yeah. So most people will go unaffected. I agree with you, Green Gorilla Gamer. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this now of being firepower for the the vocal toxic people. For the Sony ponies like me? Yeah, absolutely. How dare you <laughs> vouch that the PSVR 2 is a good... I, I know. Why would I pay 600 bucks for a thing that plays really good games? And has of... a hundred of games, hundreds yeah. of games already. So it's yeah, fine. How dare I? Dumb. I'm so <laughs> dumb. I know. Hey, remember when I bought a $550 handheld game to play Sunset Overdrive? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I'm real dumb. All right. Fluke23 writes, hey guys, hope you're both well. This one's for, for the Sony Pony Express. Coming in early. Uh, from across the pond over here at UK, hearing about these studio delays, do you think there's more more of a strategic move than they would let on? With their system seller Spider-Man 2 on the horizon, do you see this as an opportunity to keep full sales focus on this title? Does this move also coincide with the move to pull away from cross-gen titles? By moving them back, are they allowing for more time to announce a farewell to the PS4 development and allow this generation to start shifting up gear? With these could uh, sorry, with these could be the case. Do you think this is a good move by Sony? Kyle, what do you think, sir? I I actually kind of agree with this. Yeah. I do think of it's it's a bit of a strategic thing cuz you don't want to overshadow or or take away from sales of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Like that is the biggest game coming out for us here on PlayStation for the net, the holiday season. So I can't remember the last time during holiday season, I'm not talking about any other point during the year. Yeah. Uh of when two massive first party games released so close to each other. And again, please people fact check me. Tweet yeah. me, put it in the comments. But like most of the time, like I think of Ghost and Last of Us Part Two a month apart from each other. Mm-hmm. I, I even when Spider Man twenty eighteen came out, that was in September, I think. September. And, and maybe there was a, a part of thing War. in like November. God of War was in uh November. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry, uh, yes. sorry, um April. November. Yeah, but Ragnarok was a, a November, November thing. Game. So, like, getting one gigantic tentpole and being that's the thing to drive people to to buy and and a reason to get a console, I think, is smart. You don't want to cluster it up, I feel like. Yeah, I, I think that's why I'm really nervous about Helldivers. We still don't know a release date for it. I think if they're smart at this point, let's put it to February. Um, but that said, PlayStation's now in this this. Back in the day, the PS4 generation, you could rely on like a Call of Duty being there because you got the marketing rights so that you didn't necessarily need a big PlayStation title there. PlayStation's now in this type of power position where they're like, no, our games are so big, they're events and people will notice them. That's why you see things like God of War in a November slot and games move away from it. It's why you're seeing Spider-Man on October 20th is because, yeah, these are so huge that it's going to make people shift their games around. So to me, 
I I think all eyes are on Spider-Man because all eyes are going to, it's Spider-Man. That thing's going to move ridiculous units. So if I'm PlayStation, I would want to move maybe some of these games that were planned for a, you know, September or November, maybe give them more time. You, you put them in the early 2024 column. Like, real talk, where do you put Hell, Hell Divers? Starfield is in, what, three weeks? And I know I'm a Sony Pony you know, fan here, right here, but Starfield is a game that everyone's nervous about. Everybody's shifting their games away from, from Starfield, right? Like, you're at least yeah. getting, like, a, a week or two break from Not- a big game. And then... Yeah. What, so, well, and me, Baldur's it's... Gate releases on PS5 on the same day as Starfield, and there's a reason as to why. Yeah, right? yeah, it, yeah. No Starfield on PlayStation. That's an excellent time for you to do mm-hmm. that. So, to me, when I think about where to, to answer st- your question, Hell Divers maybe December, if that. And like December, really? It's Is that not a the great? Yeah. No, like even when we take a look at like a, a game like Immortals: Phoenix Rising, a terrific yeah. game. Out in December, sales are soft. Let's take a look at Callisto Protocol. Uh, Critically, lukewarm game, uh, sold soft all in December. So, like, even Avatar, I'm going to get a little nervous for it, but it's Avatar. It's a global IP. But who knows? Mm -hmm. Like, can you even, where is there a good time for Helldivers? I just don't know. Yeah. Some of the comments will tell me how dumb I am. And they'll tell me the date and time. But, I don't know. So I, I do see where you're you're getting at here, Fluke. But I also think some of these games just literally need more time in the oven. And I think you'll get an update to them soon. Absolutely. I hope so. We're getting hungry again. So I'm starving, dude. That was that was not a dinner last time we ate. That was a snack. All right. That was an appetizer where we ordered mozzarella sticks and we got one to share, one stick. <laughs> And they're not even unlimited. It's like, what nope. type of Olive Mm-mm. Garden is this? No, oh, God. No. All right. Shafe Dog writes, not a PlayStation Studios, but where in Zeus's butt is abandoned <laughs> and Little Devil Inside? <laughs> uh, little Devil Inside, I'm actually kind of worried. Yeah. Abandoned, I don't care anymore. I don't so, think that thing's real. <laughs> so many investors got scammed. Yeah. <laughs> let's be real. Where is Hassan? Let's let's hope Hassan's all right. Uh, but you know, I love me, the phrase. Let me really quickly Zeus's see. Butt. I do, too. Let me see when the last time they tweeted. Oh, do we have to? I just want to check. <laughs> all, right, okay. all right, fine. That's it. I think they moved to Quantum Theory or whatever that, that, that developer's What is name. the dev's name again? Blue box. Blue box, Blue How Box. How can I forget? Blue Box Studios. That's right. We're not Kojima. Wink, nod. Please notice us. <laughs> Let's see. What was the last tweet? I'm gonna put out a Instagram reel where I look really tired. And oh, their last thing. All right. Was November third of last year. They retweeted an IGN thing that says Hideo Kojima has confirmed his lack of involvement in the development of Abandoned. That was the last thing. So, it's going swell over there. It's going real, real swell. Yeah. All right, Kyle, it's time for some flash news. Gotta run. Gotta go fast. Oh, goodness. There's so many things to talk about. Take it away. First up, Liam Croft over at Push Square writes, The Last of Us voice actors reprising roles for Halloween attraction. It's been confirmed The Last of Us voice actors Troy Baker, 
as Joel and Ashley Johnson as Ellie have reprised their roles to provide dialogue for a Halloween attraction at Universal Studios in California and Florida next month. The event allows attendees to work their way through a scare maze based on the Pittsburgh location from the first game with landmarks like the Hotel Grand and other memorable locations recreated in physical form. To add to the realness, Baker and Johnson recorded dialogue specific to the haunted house. Speaking to SFX magazine, show director Laura Saul stated, quote, we got to use the voiceover actors from the video game. We did voiceover recordings with them and they re-recorded our entire dialogue for our haunted house. So we were very, very excited to work with both Troy and Ashley on the re-recording of our haunted house dialogue, end quote. The attraction is is designed to put you in, quote, a world of carnage and mayhem as you follow in the footsteps of the game's protagonists, Joel and Ellie, who endure a brutal journey in a world overtaken by a fungal virus that turns humans into various forms of a new threat known as the infected. No way. What? Sounds like a cool game. (laughs) It really does. Great show, too. You'll be able to experience it at Universal Studios Orlando from September 1st to October 31st and Universal Studios Hollywood from September 7th through to Halloween night. Kyle, I really want to go. <laughs> I also really want to go. This is awesome. Just how like Last of Us has hit, has hit the mainstream. I the the moment I saw this, I was like, "Oh, they're doing new lines. I have to go." I'm such a huge Last of Us fan. We both are. Yeah. I want to do this so bad cuz who knows when this is going to happen again. Yeah. So like I I want to see it. I want to experience it. I want to see stunt actors actually drive a man's face into a broken oh my God, yes. uh, 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 glass door in the in the Pittsburgh area. Like, I want to be freaked out by real life clickers running after me. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I'm and, and I'm just going to say this. Uh, uh, we, I mentioned it to our mutual friend, Mike of Six One Indy. Never heard of him. I know. He's OK. And he mentioned he <laughs> looked into it. That like hotels are only like two hundred dollars total for like three nights. A total? Total. Big spoon, small spoon. What do you think? I don't know. Patriots, if you want to fund our trip, that's what we're aiming at. <laughs> if you want to see me be the small spoon that you know I am. I like to be I like to be yeah. you know like feel like both I'm of safe. us with our CPAP machines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> our hoses get tangled very uh. romantic. Yeah, it's um, great. Yeah. I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad. So bad. Yeah. Um, but then you got to go to Orlando. You got to go to Florida. Nobody wants to. That's fair. Nobody wants to go there. It's too humid. It's too hot. It's crazy land over there. Yeah. God knows what, what Florida man is doing this week. <laughs> this is wild mayhem. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this next thing because, of course, we got to talk about this next thing. Yeah, Modern Warfare 3 reveals, and Activision says most content collected in Modern Warfare 2 will carry over. Activision has revealed that Modern Warfare 3 is releasing on PlayStation on November 10th. Activision also has detailed how players will be able to carry over most of their collected Modern Warfare 2 content to Modern Warfare 3. In a new blog post explaining in detail what will and won't be carried over, it's claimed, quote, For the first time in Call of Duty's history, a vast amount of content from a previous Modern Warfare game will transfer or carry forward and be available in the next Modern Warfare title, unquote. According to the article, most of the content currently available to players in Modern Warfare 2 and the current version of Warzone will be accessible in Modern Warfare 3. 
This includes, quote, weapons and cosmetic content, including bundles, operators, and other rewards and unlocks from the game, end quote. Exceptions will include content relating to gameplay features that may not be in Modern Warfare 3. For example, if Modern Warfare 3 doesn't have the tactical amphibious vehicle or specific piece of tactical or lethal equipment in any game modes, any skins you've unlocked for these items in Modern Warfare 2 won't be in Modern Warfare 3, it says. And I've said Modern Warfare way too many times. (laughs) It's okay. The SEO bot likes it. It feeds off it. Uh, No, this is really cool. First off, I dug all the trailers. I loved Modern Warfare 2. I'm apprehensive on 3 because the actor. Is there an actor in this one? Nothing nothing revealed yet, I think. We've seen, like, the bad guy's face, but that's about it. But he's not a well-known person yet? Not not that I could tell. Okay, because that's Um, their thing, isn't it? Yeah, they they always like to do, like, one famous guy. Here's a famous dude. Yeah, okay. Um, But, yeah, so... Awesome. More Call of Duty. I'm just apprehensive. The The gameplay reveal is going to be on the 17th. The reason why I'm apprehensive is because this is the one that they kind of threw together. And mm. that's the that's what causes concern for me because I loved Modern Warfare 1. I loved 2. And I don't want something to be rushed or hobbled together, especially something that I really love. So, yeah. This got to win me over, but Modern Warfare 2, I played a crap ton of. I'm so great in it. I will own anybody. 1v1 me on Rust. Let's go. Is um is the 17th, is that Gamescom? I think it's near it. I don't think it's Gamescom, Gamescom. So it's not Gamescom. opening night live? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That said, Kyle, it's time for uh, the next bit of Flash News. Yeah. August PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Game Catalog was announced. And boy, boy, this is a good month. Starting off with Sea of Stars on day one for PS4 and PS5. Moving out to PS4 and 5. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. Uh, You know what? Everything's PS4 and PS5 unless I say so. (laughs) Uh, Lost Judgment. Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition, the PS4 version. Source of Madness. Curse to Golf. Dreams on PS4. PJ Masks. Heroes of the Night. Hotel Transylvania, Scary Tale Adventures, Lawn Mowing Simulator, Landmark Edition, Spellforce 3 Reforced, and Midnight Fight Express. Both of those last two only on PS4. PlayStation, or only PS4 versions. PlayStation Plus Premium, the classics. We get Meta... Uh, medieval medieval resurrection the psp game ape escape on the loose psp and pursuit force extreme justice psp it's a good month kyle why is lawnmower simulator something i'm actually hyped for <laughs> because power wash simulator has kind of brainwashed our brains a little bit <laughs> yeah what's wrong with us <laughs> i don't know but on the indie front this is a yeah. great month see you stars moving out to is a great great time yeah source of madness is a really cool game that we played at pax last year um i'm forgetting the dev but it's a cthulhu kind of eldritch horror kind of thing in there it's really cool curse of golf is a really fun golf game mm-hmm. um and midnight fight express is a game i think is up your alley joe yes yes that's like the daredevil fight in hallways game Ooh, yes similar to like sifu but it, it's you know a more uh more smaller title i think well this Maybe is all one great, person i think but yeah. it's only indie games who really i don't buy machines those people for are games. dumb okay it's like people forget about like the first two years of the ps4 you know Exactly. Uh, no, I'm really hyped for Sea of Stars. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for it. I'm. It, the question is like where I'm playing it. Something tells me at the end of the day, Switch because of the mobility aspect. Sure. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is can, a, a great bound. 
any any others that stick out to you? Like Yuna in chat saying Lost Judgment. That's pretty good. Lost Judgment's a, a pretty good get as well. Source yeah. of Madness. I like a good Eldridge horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving out too, I think would be a lulzy time with the crew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you okay you? with the, the classics? Are we tired um, of getting only PSP stuff? Um, no, no, I'm not anti-PSP because those UMDs, they, they're probably all scratched No, for up sure, yeah, I'm not either. I'm just saying yeah. there are other PS1 games or PS2 games I would rather see. Yeah, I think if it was just these. like, here's a PS1 game, here's a PSP game, here's a PS2 game, like more variety, not just PSP. Um, I under, I understand yeah. the, the, the pause I agree. There. Yeah. Yep. All right, Kyle, take away the next one. Liza P has gone gold. I love gold. Like gold. Uh, from the official Twitter account, it is our genuine pleasure to announce that Liza P has gone gold. Truly, we cannot wait for your arrival in Krat on September 19th. Even the Black Rabbit Brotherhood snuck in to help us thank everyone for your support. I'll, under- I'll pretend like I understand what that means. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, this is probably a game I'll be downloading on Game Pass, supporting it there, and then later down in the line, depending on where I am with Starfield and Cyberpunk and then Spider-Man, this is a game that I will get to for sure, but I, I you, don't know if it's day one that way. Forgive my ignorance. Game Pass hey. can be played on Steam Deck? I mean, if you know a guy who knows a guy. Okay. Because I'm just saying, that's a perfect, you can play that at work on your downtime. That's true. On I the mean, Steam Deck. Maybe that. Do I really want to play a Souls game on mobile though? I don't know. There's a lot of little cues that you want to like. Fair. That's fair. To really pick up on. So I don't know if that's the best way to play it. But I also played a good like hour or two of Elden Ring on Steam Deck. There you go. I'm a bit of a sicko. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of sickos. Yeah. Nope, that's a bad segue. Liam Croft, I do not mean you're a sicko. That was bad. <laughs> Liam Croft over at Push Square writes, Sony's PS5 shipments now total 41.7 million. Again, Liam, you're not a sicko. That segue was bad on my part. I'm I don't know, here. Liam. I don't know, Liam, from Adam, you know? <laughs> Sony has announced in its fiscal year 2023 Q1 results that another 3.3 million PS5 consoles were shipped in the three months leading up to June 30th of this year, bringing the total to 41. 7 million. The firm revealed two weeks ago the current gen box had sold 40 million units, meaning this latest statistic represents a 1.7 million increase in reported numbers. PlayStation 5, man. Who we? Slow down, but not really. Because growth no, is good. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah, everybody, keep, keep it going. Like there, like there is now, like people are saying, like the Switch could beat the PS2 or something like that in terms of units sold. Let's do it. I I want to see that happen. You know? Yeah. Consoles doing great, whichever they are, are just good for everyone. So, absolutely, I know it's a very fanboy take of me for to say, but <laughs> uh, it. not a sicko. Stephen Tailby from Push Square writes: PS Stars may finally be integrated into PS5 soon. It looks as though PS Stars is finally heading to PS5. The loyalty scheme launched almost a year. I like how you said scheme uh, launched almost a year ago and has been accessible exclusively via the PlayStation mobile app since. However, Sony stated the functionality would eventually be built into PS5 system software, allowing you to use it on your console directly. Now it appears we're getting close to that. 
as spotted by Twisted Voxel, privacy settings for PS Stars have been added to PS5, presumably implemented in a recent PS5 firmware update. These options allow you to set who can see your PS Stars level, as well as choose who can view your digital collectibles display case. Obviously, the fact PS5 now has these settings suggests the loyalty program is on the approach. In addition to this, we've also noticed PS Stars adverts in PS5's PS Store lately. Mm, mm. I like stars this. is great. Stars is actually pretty good. If, if, if for someone who only buys for the most part digital, yeah, it's like I bought what is it? I think it was Final Fantasy. Like I bought for a steal, so I think maybe yeah. for like twenty bucks. I'm like, all right, cool, awesome. Yeah, I've been able to get like uh, twenty dollars here and there in in, yeah. in points because it's only five thousand points, and you can rack those up pretty easily if you do submissions and whatnot. Exactly. So I like like I don't and care much for the stupid for like. A couple thousand too. Yeah, like, I don't care for the stupid snow globes, but like everything no. else, pretty pretty cool. pretty cool. Like I feel like Sekiro is on that list currently. Yeah, there's yeah, they, it changes for like from three thousand points. Yeah, it's like ridiculous how yeah. cheap it is. Absolutely, absolutely. I think like Kina right now is like five thousand points, but again, at the end of the day, it's yeah. just Here, it's just a nice way to in, you know influence some some digital purchases. Yeah, yeah, just just in case you're not aware, right now uh, the game Gree is a forty two fifty points. Okay. Journey thirty seven fifty. Enter the Gungeon twenty five hundred. Okay. Cuphead for five thousand. A short hike, which is a great game, two thousand. Moss for five thousand. Unpacking for five thousand. Before your eyes thirty seven fifty. Risk of Rain twenty five hundred. Signalis, Dredge, Stardew Valley. There's a lot of games on there that you can yeah. get for pretty low amount of points. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I also like a good David Busters. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a couple other really quick flash things, which sure. I won't get into super fa- uh, super in depth. Um, former Xbox console exclusive Somerville is coming to PS4 and PS5 on August 31st. So that's fun. Uh, last minute progression bug caused Russell Quest to delay to August 22nd, the night before release. It was already supposed to be out. They caught a bug where save could be gone and they delayed it a few weeks like wow. on the last hour it's wild um and then last tmnt is coming to street fighter 6 and apparently the dlc pricing is pretty ridiculous i think so if i'm and correct me if i'm wrong here they're not actually the teenage mutant ninja turtles it's skins it's yeah. skins right so mm-hmm. think of it like a Fortnite skin your custom character it gets a ralph skin a leonardo skin a michelangelo skin of course mm-hmm. you want to pick mikey because he's the best um leo all right let's relax but <laughs> they're not really animated they cost 25 bucks a pop 15 oh 15 bucks a pop yeah if to get everything it's a hundred dollars total oh with the emotes and everything, everything all right here's yeah. a hot take I spent like twenty bucks on a Fortnite skin, so I don't. I see know the you problem. do. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. All right. Said so it is what it is. I I think I think the price would be way more justified if they were their own characters. Absolutely. But yeah. I don't know Street Fighter enough to tell you if this is a good deal. I, everybody's mad, so I'm assuming it's not. Yeah. But I kind of wish this was more uh, turtles and Exo Primal suits. Getting a giant metal turtle. I wish that was it and not this. Yeah. That said, everybody, um, that's flash news because I do want to transfer this over to the multimedia tab. Let's do it. Let's hit that R1. 
All right, let's hit that R1. Let's get over to the multimedia tab. And I want to transition from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to tell you, don't go out and watch the Gran Turismo movie. Go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem because Ooh. it is a goddamn delight of a film. Mm. It's so That's darn fun. It's uh, it's God, it's so good. And the, the kid actors that play all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, phenomenal. I loved all of their performances and the, the way that they modernize the characters, quote unquote, like, because mm-hmm. every, like, for example, like, uh, Lee, no, Donatello, right? Donatello is like the nerdy one. Yeah. But everybody's like good with computers nowadays. That, that was like the thing. Donatello's like, oh, he's a nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> he owns a Macintosh. No, Donatello's <laughs> like a nerd because like he loves like anime and stuff like that. Things that are like not oh, the social cool. norms. Like they modernize the characters in, in those type of ways that I really love. Like Mikey is like a theater kid. Like it's really oh, fun. Sweet. It's yeah. really great. Go support animation. Don't support what it seems to be a just cons- – <laughs> consumer ad focused film that is the Gran Turismo movie. Yeah. Here's the reviews. Gran Turismo, a slick watchable hunk of cross promotional pandalum, a glorified infomercial with bona fide crowd pleasing horsepower under the hood, a 60 from AA down over at IGN. Gran Turismo has taken the opportunity for a uh, cliche version of uh, in this year's movies like Barbie and Air, which showed audiences that brand movies don't have to be basic. A two out of four from Lindsay Barr over at the Associated Press. Last but not least, Wilde never straying away from the story of Jan and his driving ambitions, the filmmaker found a way to find also fitting tribute to the PlayStation game series that made it all possible. A four out of five from Mike Reyes from Cinema Blend. I'm sorry if you hear anything in the background. Uh, What I expected this movie to be. So it's not... I don't think it's nearly as bad as what you you teed it up to be. It's, it's not going to let the word on fire, fire, but I think it's going to be a decent time. Right, but like, why watch something decent when like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exist? Oh, sure, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's that. From what but it if, feels if like, if racing is your thing, I'm sure you're going to eat this up. Sure. Hey, like here, I don't know if I ever said it on any show, but when it comes to movies, if I can just escape reality for a few hours, I'm in. Yeah. It has to be like really atrociously terrible for me to come out and be like, oh, don't go see this movie. Yeah. Like I, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and I got a, a memory of like, hey, that Suicide Squad movie. Not bad. I had a good time. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah, so like I don't okay. care as long as I can escape for a little bit, eat some popcorn, and yeah. and sit in comfortable chairs in a dark setting. Yeah, I'm in. All right, all right, fair enough. An yeah. easy place. It's kind of like like well, you know what? You're right. Maybe I'm too negative because like I loved the last Indiana Jones movie. Thought that sure. was a swell time. Wasn't the best yeah. movie I ever watched, but I still have oh. fun. Mm-hmm. I walked into the Barbie movie and I thought that was one of the funniest movies I've ever. Like, you made fun I, of me because I was excited for it. <laughs> and now I'm just Ken. You know. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm just enough, dude. That's the thing. <laughs> Jesus. I've been playing that song in my head on repeat. It's like, Ugh. yeah, some of like some movies just take the piss out of what they are and just turn it on its head like Barbie and are able to like actually pull it off seemingly, right? And then you have movies that are like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's like, yeah, you know what the turtles are, but again, 
we're going to do something different from it. It's not going to be the CG filled Michael Bay explosions. Here's, you know, Megan Fox in the schoolgirl outfit. You know, I am but a man, but like at the same exact time, here's a cool little animation thing that is just artistic. It's taking actual chances. And when I see movies like Gran Turismo pull their punches, it makes me want to like, you know, go watch something else. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Kyle, it's a little segment. Oh, sorry. It's time for a little segment called What You've Been Playing. Kyle, I want to I want to get to what you've been playing this week, my man. Yeah, uh, just really quickly, because okay. I'm very excited to talk to Joe about what he's been playing. Okay. Um, I played Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line. That's the, the I mean, rhythm. It's the Final the Fantasy name. Music uh, yeah. uh, game. Joe, this is like perfect Kyle bait. Yeah. This is just like. Guitar Hero for weeps. It's Guitar Hero with final fantasy music and it's everything's on a controller um uh, it's really good at like not forcing you to hit specific buttons you can press any button for it to work okay like i'm using the triggers you can use face buttons whatever but also the analog stick for certain directions and, and whatnot um and every single every single final fantasy game is here nice. every single one with their Even own 16 the, or not that not no, yet, not yet. Okay. i can assume eventually maybe as dlc but because like there are other final fantasy games that are in here as dlc that aren't final fantasy like i think bravely bravely default secret of mana i think okay. maybe as a pack um with all chibi cute versions of every character and as you level them up they get skills which then as you're doing the prompts on screen those skills can then attack the enemies on screen and they all have missions collect key art. You can then put the scene from the game as like the background oh, nice. video as you're playing along with the music. So okay. I was like, if you're a final fantasy fan and you love the music as much as I do, pick it up. It's pick great. It it's like, pick it's up. like soul food. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the other game I played very quickly was viewfinder. Mm. Uh, that really cool, weird puzzle game where you use pictures to place in the world and that will change the level. And you're trying to get to the transporter at the end. Um, it really switched up what I played in the demo. Cause I started it up and I'm like, all right, I know the demo. I'm going to speed right through after the second one, they just turn it on its head and they, okay. they, it's a completely different puzzle thing. It takes you to a hub and I'm like, what's happening right now. And it introduced other mechanics and whatnot. It's, it's fun. It had me thinking I'm already stuck, which is why I'm not that far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. But it's enough. really, really beautiful. I love what they're doing with that game. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Kyle, I've been playing a game and I yes, think the best way to transition it is actually to uh-huh. read Bertos Maximus's question. Let's go. Take it away, Kyle. Take it away. Hey, guys. With the upcoming release of Baldur's Gate 3 and my love for D&D, to say I'm stoked for the game is an understatement. So my question is, will you be playing it? And if so, what class will you go for? And what are you most looking forward to about the game? I myself will be playing as a sorcerer, and well, I'm stoked about all of the game. As always, keep bringing the brilliant show that you do and keep safe from one of your friends from across the pond. P.S. House Slinger for the win. How dare you, Bertos? I like this House guy. banger. Joe, you've been playing Baldur's Gate. I've never been more jealous in my entire life. Mm -hmm. As the D and D person here, yeah, I love D and D. How is it to you, a non D and D player, where its systems are so tabletop Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, man, this game, I can see the allure. 
Um, I'm I am addicted to it. Yes. So just like understand the power and weight of this game. I bought it to be a Steam Deck game because it gives me something to do at the the, the you know the slow times at work right during my mm-hmm. lunch break here or there right. Um, I didn't expect to play it on my PC. I have not. I I don't even remember. I think maybe it's Phasmophobia, actually, now that I come to think of it. The mm. last P- PC game I played. And even then, I was like for 40 minutes with you. Yeah. Right? Like, it was it, nothing. And, mm. and before that, I cannot tell you for the life of me. Like, beyond a civilization, the last PC game I played. It's so hard to get my yeah. butt in a seat. And, you know, for weeks now, you, you've seen it being used as can- console war fodder of like, wow, this game's going to be bigger than Star, like Starfield, like that type yeah. of stupid shit. And calling it a console exclusive, with really it's not. It's, it's not the Xbox version. It's going to come to fodder. Xbox in months. Exactly. Trust me, they they yep. they delayed it because of the Series S. I get it, yeah. but I bet they yeah, also yeah, delayed it coming. because Starfield. Yeah. So that being said, me playing it, this game is going to be massive. Not on the yes. levels of what you. Yeah, again, the fanboys wanted to be, but for mm-hmm. a game that is, for the most part, like think of a, about a triple I game, triple A indie game. See that? I used a term for a few months ago. Um, this is a studio that understood the assignment because this is a like it brings me back to my initial times playing D and D. This is a this is a D and D ass game. You're yeah. rolling for initiative. You're rolling for like chances to, you know, save mm-hmm. someone. Uh, like rolling for chances to lie to people and to intimidate, to, to persuade, all check of it. Levers, check secrets, all the things. All of it. This really could have been named Dungeons and Dragons, and you know, colon Baldur's Gate three, and I <laughs> sure, would have believed yeah. you. Mm-hmm. As it stands, though, I don't know much of the Baldur's Gate lineage. I know it's a very popular brand. I think. Or sorry, franchise that Bioware uh, started and, you know, Larian took over and damn, dude, this game is so good. It has that allure that a good art or open world game has where it's like, hey, let me go over here and investigate. Hey, let me go over here mm-hmm. and investigate. Hey, let me, there's a burning house. Let me go check what's over there. And then a, a, a quest unlocking there. Yeah, go for it, Kyle. From the my, my favorite thing of Dungeons and Dragons watching and the few times I got to play what has been your favorite like unexpected thing either in combat pop up or a solution to a fight that you popped in your brain? I was like, hmm, I wonder if this works. And then yeah. you do it and it works. So two times. Again, I'm I'm early on in the game and that's like such a um a loaded comment because like the prologue oh, area is like twenty hours long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's two two things. There was once a fortress that I went to and I got demolished. I got mm. just mollywopped. And I was like, okay, there's no way that I can beat this fortress of goblins right now. I'm a little scared. Let me see, because I know like there's there's the main quest I should go to. Let me see if I can go around this fortress. Like if there's any sneaky ways. And in mm-hmm. fact, there was. So, like, it made me feel like I I solved it. Like, there was, like, a couple of goblins, like, sleeping, and I just whacked them over the head with a mallet because mm-hmm. I am a paladin, uh, an oathbreaker, in fact. I broke my that's, oath. That's what I was thinking of making mine. Yeah. And um, and then, like, I go up the road, and, again, I'm going to the main quest, and all of a sudden I see a burning village that's been ransacked, and I got to mm. go help this magistrate that's stuck 
in this in this room and after i save her she's like hey you gotta go raid these guys that just raided us and so like that's now i'm just i keep on getting distracted right yeah. so it's those moments that boulder gate uh, sorry boulders gate three does really well mm-hmm. it's it's the hey i just got distracted with a thing and the every npc feels important from what i've spoken to like like when I tell you every NPC, like I talked to one of the vendors and he's giving me backstory on, on what's going on. And it feels like this guy actually lives here. He's going through it. Mm-hmm. So they do a really great job with the dialogue where I'm not spacing out and going on Twitter. I'm actually engaging in the content and awesome. they do a great job with the combat. That is very much like XCOM meets like a Dungeons and Dragons game. Cause again, yeah. you're still doing roles, but like, it's very turn-based. It's very, um, it's like a strategy turn-based game. So yeah, mm-hmm. very XCOM like, um, and make sure you save a lot because this game ain't easy either. This oh, game yeah, will yeah. kick your ass and it's kicked my ass a plenty. <laughs> I save my... scummed constantly. <laughs> One of my favorite things. Cause it's a, a grand, it's huge. There's like tons of people playing, which is awesome. Uh, I've seen a few TikToks of some fun things people have done, and one of my favorites is uh, some like broken down ca- castle that's abandoned. They walk through this room, and there's a bunch of skeletons on the ground, and they stole the skeleton swords. Mm-hmm. And then when they go further in the castle, in a locks thing, and then they come to life, and that fight is completely null and void because you stole their weapons. That's funny beforehand. as well. That's awesome. And the the fact that everything I've seen and I've heard uh, of how Larian built this game, yeah. I feel like Larian deserves some like Studio of the Year awards for this. Yeah. The fact that they took like a full three years of early access and made sure they got everything right, mm-hmm. and down to the fact of like. Anything you can think of in a Dungeons and Dragons game, you can do in this. And the the different loopholes and variables you have to find, like, you know, just speaking with animals, right? And having yeah. animals have dialogue that actually means something. It's not a throwaway. Or what happens if you fail? Uh, you know, every the permutations are probably yeah. endless. And the fact that they did it with what I think was no crunch, I quote unquote. I, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But I, I feel like they absolutely crushed it, and I cannot wait to play in September. Yeah. A lot of people are like, this is the surprise game of the year contender. I saw I saw some people go, guys, I kind of enjoy this more than Tears of the Kingdom. Or it does mm. what Tears of the Kingdom does in terms of exploration and discovery. So yeah. Larry and Dunn did it. This is definitely going to be there when we talk about it this year. Yeah. But this is one forgot to, game. I forgot to You said you're Paladin. Yeah. What race are you? What you pick? Half elf. I wanted to do the okay. Githraki because um, I think they're cool as hell looking. But something pulled me away. I think it was the nose at the end of the day. I was like, nah, okay. I, I can't see this orcish frog thing be a paladin. To me, a paladin okay. is elfish, dwarf, or human. So okay. I just chose elf because if I wanted to be a human, I just fucking LARP. <laughs> I, I, th- I I'm sorry, I, I let I'm, that cuss go. A, it's no, it's true. fine. I think I'm still might go Dragonborn because they look so they look, cool. They do look cool. <laughs> or Tiefling. Okay. I think those are the two I'm, I'm bouncing around yeah. with. Yeah, I was ah, I was thinking wait. about the Dragon Boy as well, but then I was yeah, just yeah. like a lizard for a head. I don't know about that. Mm, fair, 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 fair. But the dragons are cool as shit in this game. So there you go. All right, Ooh. Kyle, are you holding on to something? I am. Prepare the drop. 
here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. And shout out to Games Radar that did the work. Oh, we go. you found it. I found okay. it midway, midway through. Uh, Gord comes to PS5 on August 8th. Tower of Fantasy. PS5 and PS4 on August 8th. Uh, it, you know, this is one for the, I'm in it for the for the story. Anyway, Legend Bowl <laughs> on PS5 on August 9th. Atlas Fallen on PS5 on August mm. 10th. Stray on Xbox and Xbox One, holler at ya, August 10th. Stray Gods, a role-playing musical on PlayStation yeah. 5 and PS4 on August 10th. Way of the Hunter, the Takuna Moons DLC on PS5 on August 11th. Nailed it. Thanks, bud. <laughs> a Hammer Watch 2 on PS5 August 15th. Moving Out on August 15th. Wayfinder on PS5, PS4 on August 15th. Uh, WWE 2K23 Bad News U-Pack DLC on PS5. Oh, you're into next week by now. What's that? Oh, I'm by next week? And yeah, forget everything week. I said because everything's <laughs> next week now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's Straight gods. This week. That's the pick this week. There you go. Can't wait. Can't wait. And now it's time for the final segment, but our favorite segment every uh, at the end of the show. It's the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. And you think because I'm having so much fun, my migraine is getting better. It's getting progressively worse oh, we'll, we'll we'll speed through the express this week no 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 let's uh, take our time let's take our time kyle borchert this is these are the questions that were in chat okay. that i had to get down earlier yeah. question number one why does joe hide his trophies okay and question number two why does kyle play so many free platinum shovelware games all right i get this kyle it's none your business how about that <laughs> uh in truth um so many people use it as console war fodder it's like Oh, you're not a real PlayStation fan if you only got 65% of, like, Diablo 3. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh-huh. I turn it off because of that, and then I also turn it off half the... Truthfully, I, I turn it off because I'm either previewing a game that, you know, is under embargo, and then every time I'm like, I should turn it back on, I then think of, like, the, hey, you don't, you don't you didn't platinum the original Last of Us. Are you really a PlayStation fan? And I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather not. Yeah, through that. So that's why I don't do it. And as far as me playing a bunch of free platinum shovelware games, How's haven't addicted? done it in a while. Haven't done it in a while. Yeah, but it, it's yeah, I'm addicted. I like the dopamine of getting platinum. It happens. They mean nothing when you do. It that. doesn't matter. So do high scores. They mean nothing either. You could have said, well, platinum thing. and trophies in general just don't matter. Sure, yeah, I think that's a good defense. It doesn't but matter. Honestly, I talked to I I, I I talked to my buddy Aids and like we're, we were talking about any any game that's also on Game Pass. He's like, just just gonna buy it on PlayStation because he's addicted to trophies like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you, you don't care about achievements, Aids? He's just like, I could, I don't care at all. Honestly, that's the why the main reason why I don't play a whole lot on my Switch. Yeah, it's stupid. I know, but that's just a that's a me thing. I don't yeah. know. 
Uh, Ghettoberry writes in, good evening, gentlemen. Heartstopper came back on our screens last week. And of course, I binged the entire season in one afternoon. I absolutely love this Netflix show, and I strongly recommend seeing this LGBTQ plus drama. It'll melt your hearts and ruin your lives in a lovely, meaningful way. So my question is this. You guys get to make a TV show based on a gaming franchise. You get to decide how close the story, how how to close. You got this. Kyle. How close the story folds, the characters, how many seasons, the genre, and where it gets shown. The only kicker, it cannot already be a TV show, existing or upcoming, for example, Horizon, Fallout, nor any upcoming films, Ghost of Tsushima. So what will it be? I will also add God of War to that. Thank you, guys. Love, as mm. always. And remember, guys, to choose wisely. Jim <laughs> Ryan's watching. <laughs> that's oh, that's a good one. Based on a gaming franchise that is not a TV. The first one that comes to mind, mm-hmm. Sly Cooper. Because remember that cool CG mm. trailer that never was? Yeah, it is a good one. Like, I'll always go straight to animation for it, for, for most movies. Mm-hmm. Again, like, I, I just watch Across the Spider-Verse uh, again for the nth teamth time. The first time it came out. Like, do something cool and unique with, with Sony animations. Go make that Jack and Daxter movie. Go make that Ratchet movie again. But do it again. <laughs> like, make, like you know, play with the art styles a bit. You know, don't be afraid I, to, to get weird I'm kind of shocked you didn't come with Bloodborne. I mean, here's a, the only thing with Bloodborne. A, it would be cliche for me to say. But also, Fair. that's based on, like, like it's there's influence from Berserker, I think, in anime from it. So, like, how do you okay. make Bloodborne not look like the show Berserk? Something that's already... Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's that's my only... Unless it's, like, by that same studio. That'd be cool. You know? Man, I'm having a tough time picking something. I know. Honestly, if, if we don't get a game... Mm-hmm. If we don't get a game... Okay. Give me a Resistance TV show. Ooh, all right. Maybe a couple seasons... Of like the uprising in a certain city in America against the Chimera invasion, mm. uh, similar to um, I know it's I think his last name was Capaldi in three. Okay, was it Joe Capaldi? I could be messing up his name. It's been a while, but like him going across the country, you know, helping uprising uh, against the Chimera, something along uh, along those lines, I think would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But also, give me that Legend of Zelda movie, you know? Sure. I don't give a shit if Link talks. If he did the same thing with Super Mario that you could do with Link, let's do it. Wally only says his name Wally. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe Eva. That's it. I mean, sure, you you can make that shit work, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Long Chicken writes in, still waiting for The Last of Us Factions 2 standalone multiplayer. What are your thoughts on the matter? Do you guys think it will see the light of day? Hopefully it will not be a Destiny clone. Much love from Germany. I think you will see it. I think it's attached to Last of Us Part 2 at this point. I think we'll see it at Last of Us Day. Ooh, I like that. All right. That's a lot of hope and optimism. Yeah. And maybe uh, whatever the PS5 version of Part 2 as well. Maybe. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Sinjual670 writes in, has there ever been a piece of tech equipment you've used that you later realize has been the wrong thing to be utilizing? 
I was going to post a question after my story for context, but it's a bit long. So I decided to put it first in case no time to read during the podcast. Well, guess what? You're here. We we got time. We got got time. It's story time. I got to know. I got to know. So uh, settle in, everybody. After returning from my last deployment in 2013, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. My wife had bought me a projector to watch all the movies and TV shows that I wanted to check out while I was gone. Watching all the movies in 300-inch display was amazing. So at the time, I had hooked up my PS3, PS4, and 5, followed later, to the projector, and that has been the way that I've been watching movies and gaming for the past decade. Two months ago, finally saved up enough and bought my own place. Yay! Congratulations. And started the move in. Had a bit of downtime and wanted to play some games. Didn't have enough time to set up the projector yet, so I hooked up the PS5 to the TV that is mostly utilized by the wife and kiddos. Booted up Final Fantasy 16 and my jaw dropped. Has... Has it always been this beautiful? Yeah. WTF. I was already amazed by it when I was playing in the projector, but this? This was absolutely incredible. I looked at my unpacked projector like it had betrayed me all those years. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for the amazing content every week and can't wait to hear your thoughts and opinions in the future. Dude, I used... Thanks for writing in. Yeah, thank you. First off, thank you for writing in. Thank you for your service. I have a few friends uh, in the military, and every time I go, thank you for your service, they're like, I didn't do nothing. I'm like, but it's like still you're doing still, something that I couldn't do. I would never be able to do. Are you kidding wow. me? I can't camp, let alone <laughs> camp next to a gun. You know how dumb I am? I will shoot that yeah. by accident. I will shoot off my toe because I had to be the big spoon. You know? Yeah. I sweat in the wintertime. You're going to put 20 <laughs> pounds of equipment on me in the dead heat? Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm the only guy that's going to be able to sink in the Black Sea. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. God. Uh, I'm like, I, I got no reception out here in, you know, Libya. What's up? Like, I, how do we live? Who's going to laugh at my meme? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like with the platoon, right? Walking yeah. through the Sahara. Yeah. I got a great idea for a meme. Everybody's like, God damn, this guy is just a walking meme <laughs> aggregator. This is this we're gonna beat him with bars of soap oh. and, and socks, right? And everybody's like, Yeah, it's like in his sleep, he's gonna get it. He's gonna oh, get a walloping. <laughs> have you had a situation where you, oh. you haven't been doing something the right way? Yes, all the time. TV. Mm-hmm. It's never in game mode when it should be in game mode. Like, <laughs> That's st- a good one. The stupid shit that you think average people should do, I don't. But mm-hmm. I think like with when it comes to like the LG, I was like, I'm going to make sure everything's at the right setting. I am just so just annoyed at technology. It's like it just should just work out of the box. I never yeah. do anything crazy with it. So like I'm usually a, a, a basic bitch. When it, mm. Like, like all like the shortcuts. I'm like, this is so stupid. I could just, I'm so like set in my ways. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things I could do easier. I'm just, I, I just won't. But the projector yeah. thing, I, I feel you a hundred percent. My buddy back in the day had a projector that like imaged up to 200, and I was like, oh, 200 inches. And you're like, whoa, this is the coolest shit ever. And then. Uh, you realize you're like you get the LG in front of you. You're like, no, I, I, I would sacrifice the space for the pixels, like and the and the le- the less latency. So I understand, I understand, sin. I I would be the same 
way. I think I would yeah. see God's rays beaming down on me. Yeah. Like that gif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can't think about anything other than what Joe said, like with the keyboard shortcuts and whatnot. Like I have a couple, but there are some that are I'm like, I'll just do it the old school, use the mouse way. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I've noticed uh, some of my family do that drives me insane. Tell me. They leave the little layer of like cellophane that you can peel away from like screens or or, or they like, leave it on the screen. I've found little pieces of them randomly all the time. Like, are you kidding? This is the most joyous thing that you could do in life. Yeah. You know it's how like much popping bubble wrap. What are you doing? Rip it off. And every time like you find a little piece of cellophane from like, for example, the monitor in back here, I didn't know that there's cellophane on some of the corners. I noticed a bubble rise up. And I was like, ooh, mm. wee, I did even a little clap. I'm like, I get to peel this sucker off. Thanks, past Joe. Yeah. For this little treat. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, this is a little treaty treat. I'm treating myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it feels uh, so good. The little things. The little things in life. The most right, famous Seamus ever writes yeah. in, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Have you guys ever tried to make a list chart of all the games you own? I'm currently trying to make a list chart to help me focus on handling my massive backlog. Do you have any tips to make things a bit easier? Bro, I'm trying to make a list of games i remembered playing this year <laughs> um, uh, go for it nope go ahead i have to look something up okay uh there's an app called gg uh that is good for like games that you've beaten this year or, or that you've played let me just see if that's like the full name yeah gg um that is a really good thing and like you can add friends to it and all that that's a great way of like keeping track with some of the games you played, making, I would think, a note on your phone. Or uh, I know a lot of people do this, a Twitter thread of like, here's the games that I've beaten. Number, you know, 300 or whatever. That's that's what I would do. But I, I currently don't do that because, as you all know, I don't kind of believe in the backlog. I'll play the game. Like, I, I don't have that backlog anxiety, you know? So... That's what I would say. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I can't find what the exact product is called. Okay. Um, actually, it's within the first like thirty seconds of this video. Uh, um, it's a, I saw a, a Mystic video, a PlayStation content creator, yeah, amazing. I love watching his stuff. Yeah. He should be um, on the show one day. Ah, uh, that'd be amazing. Uh, he it was like cataloging how much value his collection it's worth and he was using a specific app that scans it and gives you all the information and and latest selling uh price and all that stuff um so you can go give it a a watch it's called appraising my game collection to see the total value okay Uh, it's a free plug mystic so now you gotta come on come on um (laughs) come on right guy let's do it if you have a lot of games i think that would be the way to go yeah to kind of keep track of it but yeah i also use gg when i remember to lag him in that's the only problem yeah it's when i remember to do it all right last question here kyle the last last one question m9 prime with the fall release schedule feeling very packed spider-man 2 starfield mario wonder alan wake 2 baldur's gate 3 ps5 and many more 
Do you think some of these delays were just done to give the game some breathing room away from the holiday schedule? Also, what games are you looking forward to playing most this fall? Which games do you think you will have to drop if time is scarce? Well, let me tell you all. Make sure you listen to last week's episode where we talk yeah. about our most anticipated games for the second half of 2023. But I mean, of course, it's Spider-Man. And the one I'm probably oh, yeah. be dropping is Metal Gear Solid. Mm. So kind of spoil that for all y'all. <laughs> Out of all the ones that you mentioned, M9 Prime, it would go Spider-Man, then Alan Wake, and Baldur's Gate will just be the companion to both yeah. of those. I, I feel like I'm going to be playing that game all year. Kyle, I, I do think there's a, a slight suspicion that you're going to see some of these games that were supposed to be in October be pushed to November and maybe even mm. January. If I wouldn't, I wouldn't Possibly. be surprised if one of these games slips. Yeah. Be. All right, Kyle, that's been it. That's been the trophy room this week. Uh, Kyle, before we go, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Yeah, thanks for listening. It felt like I rambled a little too much today, but that's fine. Uh, Mr. K-Step everywhere. I know, Joe. It's fine. Uh, I'm tired. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Mr. K-Step uh, everywhere. Uh, go follow 61Indie on all the socials at youtube.com slash 61Indie. That's where the next showcase will be, which is August 31st. We got the footage back today. I saw a couple stills. Oh, boy. It looks Ooh, great. Yeah um and we got another little special thing that's going live i think even sooner Ooh. um i know tc's so follow six one indie and all that fun stuff for all the indie gaming stuff and you can find me over at mr Badbit on twitter you can find me over at mr underscore Badbit on threads where sometimes i remember to post there and you can find the show over at ps trophy room on twitter and threads as well as you could catch this show, The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast service of choice, or what the video watchers are watching here right now. You can join us live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep you what's about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye, I love you.